It's time for the Daily Stand-Up Podcast presented by Agile Dad with your host, Lee Henson. Without any further ado, let's get started. I recently received another email from my good friend Mike Cohn, and I thought I'd share it with you. It seems like every single thing he touches is gold, so I thought I'd dig in and see what we could get out of this great email. Here we go. Think outside the box. Do you hate that phrase as much as I do? It's become another overdone business cliche, but it also bothers me because creativity often comes from thinking inside the box. I've seen this proven time and time again as a difference between a successful story writing workshop and when it fails to engage participants or to lead to useful insights. For a successful story writing workshop, the product owner provides significant objective as the box or boundary within which meeting participants work. The product owner starts the workshop by saying something like, we're here today to think about this subset or this chunk or this part of our product. Let's pause there for a second. I can already tell you that this is a hitting my heart in a special place. It, you know, it is good. And there's a time and a place to... Use your ingenuity and be creative. Usually it's during ideation or brainstorming or trying to figure out new ways. But when you're talking about things that you need to get done, it's important for you to still be creative but stay inside of your lane. When a product owner encourages a story writing workshop to roam freely over the entire product, participants will likely write a lot of stories, but those stories will lack a cohesive purpose. When a product owner instead focuses a meeting on a single significant objective, Participants tend to find more creative and valuable solutions to the chosen area of the product. I can tell you right now with 100% confidence and confirm that this is true. I've been with groups and teams and organizations where they really don't take the time to figure out what they should or shouldn't be doing or if they should, why. They just they go with the flow based on what they know and it ends up being a mess because you get a lot of ideas that are thrown out, which is great. But none of the ideas kind of coalesce or gel together. It's like it's not anyone's fault that we're going down the path and no one wants to take accountability. I think it's just so important for us to, especially when we're doing story writing workshops, to have some guidance and to focus on a specific outcome or area of a product. So early in the life of a product, a good significant objective could be Let's identify what will be needed to deliver an MVP, a minimal viable product. Later, story writing workshops might then focus on identifying minimal marketable features or MMFs that make that MVP. This is a chunk of functionality that is big enough to be valuable when released, but is a subset of what the users may actually need. An additional benefit of uh, focusing a, a story writing workshop on significant objectives like MVPs or MMFs is that these workshops can be done less frequently. This is true. So a lot of times I say that the initial story writing workshop should cover a course of about four to six weeks. It should be a couple hours or out, no more than an hour a day, I would say, for you know three days a week or whatever. Whatever's comfortable, but you, you don't want to break a rhythm when people get into a rhythm writing stories, but you also don't want to take up too much of the team's time with these types of activities. So spreading them out a little bit, is definitely a good idea that I endorse. An additional benefit of focusing story writing on significant objective like an MVP or an MMF is that these workshops are done 
with less frequency and in less time. That's what we're just now talking about, right? So I like doing story writing workshops. He says about every two to three months. I said every six weeks or so. I do it a little more frequently, but I also do it with smaller amounts of time and I don't make a marathon session. So it really does depend on how you want to set it up. Because my workshops are focused on a significant objective, each workshop identifies enough high-value stories and work that the team does not need to spend much time writing new stories each iteration. In fact, I would go as far as to say, I don't know that it's the team's responsibility to write stories each iteration. They should have some guidance already, and they should have some idea of what they're going to be working on, and they should be spending time in their product backlog refinement session to figure some of this out. By the time it reaches the sprint planning, it's almost too late to do some of these activities. So I think it's important for us to, to make sure we understand what we're asking a team to do, why we're asking a team to do it, and how it needs to be done. There's a ton of information online about story writing workshops. Mike Coneyman has a great book. He uses stories applied. There's just there's so many great venues and avenues and places you can go for information. We've even got lots of free resources on the Agile Dev website. It's just you need to take the time to figure out whether it's free videos that you're watching or looking for supplementary material or trying to find ways that you can prove that a workshop is flat. You, you, you can do whatever you need to do in order to gain the information that you need as long as you understand that, A, number one, you need to focus on eliminating or reducing any outstanding debt first. If the team has a bunch of outstanding debt, it's going to make it hard for them to forecast when things are going to hit and how big or small things are. So you want to make sure you probably take an initial stab at taking care of debt. Two, you want to make sure you make things small in size or scope so that they're easily consumable by the team and the team has a clear understanding of what they are and how they work. And then three, you want to make sure you start with a baseline small size item so that everyone can use that to compare to and you can get similar velocities across multiple teams. It's never going to be perfect, but at least it can be better than what you have. All right, so that's going to do it. If you do these things, I can promise that you will be successful with Agile. You will succeed with Agile. It's just awesome stuff. Thanks again, Mike, for sending these emails. I love to review them. If you have a question, comment, concern, or something you want to talk about, learn more at AgileDad.com. We'd love to hear from you. As always, we encourage you to stay well, stay healthy, and stay Agile, my friends. Until next time, do take care.